It's Light the Tower, your daily look around the world of sports. With Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way, and Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe. On your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, the Horn. I just had a feeling after that edition of Inconceivable that the cleanup from hour number one would uh, uh, would be rather extensive here on Light the Tower on the Horn. Craigway, Jeff Howe. Happy Jack Farrell, our producer uh, today, our final uh, ever Friday show. I uh, have two shows remaining. Jeff has one show remaining on Monday, and then I'll be back for one final show on Tuesday. Um, so... Um, Anyway, somebody said, wow, talk about the stupid things you do with your brother. That, the that, manatee wins, story. that wins the text line. Yeah, because we were talking about uh, ridiculous things you do. Uh, Craig, what station can we hear you doing play-by-play? The Longhorn Games uh, moving over to uh, iHeartMedia Austin, and uh, they will start on September 2nd with the Rice game. Uh, so the broadcast crew, it's not just me, our entire broadcast crew uh, returning in, intact. Uh, for the coming seasons, uh, Roger Wallace joining me in the booth for Longhorn football games and um, Will Matthews on the sidelines. Eddie Orn for men's basketball, uh, Kathy Harson for women's basketball, and then our rotating cadre of analysts on baseball, Roger Wallace and uh, also Keith Moreland, uh, Ty Harrington, uh, several uh, among there, and it always makes for a lot of fun. So uh, that'll be the uh, next chapter on that uh clean up on the specs text line we're talking about here's mine for june 26 florida man accused of killing dancing flamingo was hit by a truck and killed before his trial that's a doozy as jeff was talking about enter your birthday into that and see what uh, somebody said on my story that uh, wow that was some low-hanging fruit low-hanging low-hanging fruit low-hanging acorns yeah uh somebody said when i punched in my birthday also, September 21st, I didn't get the awesome story that Jeff just read. There must have been a different one that came up, too, that day. Um, the uh, So, anyway, uh, <laughs> CB says yesterday was uh, Will Matthews' days until Texas football. So then today's 37. 36. Uh, today yeah. would be Chad Stevens, Alex Delatore. How about current Summer Creek head coach Kenny Harrison? Yeah. Lamar Houston yeah. wore 36 for a minute. Yeah. So there you Gotta go. Got to be somebody I'm missing. Yeah. So there's some good uh, 36 days until uh, the Longhorn football story. Adrian Walker? Right. I'm not reading the, the 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 joke about Barbie. I'm not doing that. That would be that would be distasteful. It? It's on your screen right now. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not reading that. Envision uh, the the. the no, awesome. Just, yeah, yeah. Thank okay. you, Texter. All right. Uh, the just other, know I appreciate it. Yeah. Right. Uh, the uh, the other question that we put to is. Stupid stuff you did with your sibling or siblings. Yeah, that uh, man, that manatee did some stupid things with his yep, siblings yeah. and paid the paid a terrible price. Yeah, yeah. As as my old British soccer announcing broadcast partner Gordon Jay would say, "Oh, he paid the full price for that." <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there was that. Yeah, here's an example. I was eight years old. Oldest brother was seventeen, playing catch. He says, "I'll give you a dollar if you can catch this." Throws the baseball straight up in the air. 
Rather than basket catch, I put my glove up like a big leader. Leaguer. Missed. Hit me square in the mouth. I suddenly had some new loose teeth. Yeah. That, that, that'll happen. So, um, yeah. There, there's that. Uh, Niner Miner says use Apple Pay for eBay to buy fast food on the apps. Okay, there's a way you can do it. Somebody want to know, Jeff, have you seen Cocaine Bear yet? You know what? Monday. See, I don't really need a Longhorn notebook at this point. Monday, I will take a notebook. I will give you, on my last day on the horn, mm-hmm. I will watch it this weekend, and I will give you my Cocaine Bear review. Okay. That is a promise. Okay. So there you go. I will review Cocaine Bear on Monday. Maybe Linda and I, I get owe, a chance to do it. Too. I owe that much. to That's the very least I could do. Yeah. No joke to a listening audience that's been so freaking awesome in the three and a half years I've been here. So yeah. the very least I could do, I will watch Cocaine Bear this weekend. I'll let you know all about it on Monday. Well, that, uh, that, that you know, that makes sense uh, that it would, that you could do it there and at least offer that much up. Uh, there to it. The um, my my son Andy had sent a thing about. I don't know if he, he got to me, but he had sent sent me a thing about uh, a uh, shark. Uh, and of course, this has been this has been uh, you know Shark Week uh, and on television. But uh, there was a there was a. Uh, Another thing that he that he put it, I'll try to find it, but it, but it was about a, a shark ingesting a bunch of cocaine as well. Yeah, cocaine sharks. Um, apparently, apparently. Let's so. just get various animal species, not all of them, just a couple of them. Yeah, let's just get them all hopped up on coke or meth or whatever, and see what happens. <laughs> I guess it could be. Like you don't think a, an alligator on meth might be a sight to behold? Uh Said somebody else uh, with a complaint about HEB, like you said, not only it, it, you said they didn't take Apple Pay, they said they don't even take any tap to pay. The common, even Dollar Tree does. <laughs> hey, I ain't, ain't going to knock HEB, though. Yeah. I ain't going to knock HEB. Uh, uh, golf Lingo uh, is the one who, who said that. And uh, did we? there was another one that was going to – older sister – convinced me to sing Yankee Doodle to my mom, starting every word with the letter F, Fanky Foodle. And then it got to the word stuck and dropped my first <laughs> F-bomb and got the belt whooping and soap in my mouth. Thanks, sis. Yeah, yeah. Golf lingo, good dude. Yeah. Great, great friend of the show. Uh, here's somebody else. We rode a dirt bike with no motor off a three-story abandoned house. Nice. Thankfully, <laughs> we all lived to tell about it. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It's like so, that episode of Family Guy where they were trying to do jackass stunts and Peter felt Peter went off the roof in a shopping cart. Yeah. Somebody yanked, asked me if I said... Yanked his neck up yes. like three feet. Somebody asked me if I said shark or shark week. I said shark. Uh uh, for Jeff, when he did his colonoscopy, it was Shark Week, wasn't it? So Stoner, that is the be- that that is now the best text of the day. Us uh, doing this, and it's sort of like watching Tom Herman coach the Alamo Bowl. Y'all are holding up better though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so anyway, and that then somebody awesome. else. In- <laughs> H-E-B had chosen not to update to RIFD credit card machines. That's why. 
that that. Hey, by the way, Craig, do you see our old friend Tom Herman is up to the same gimmicks at FAU now? I, you know, the other day, um, uh, I saw a thing from uh, Sun Belt Media Days, I guess it was, or Conference USA Media Days. Actually, they're in the American. American. Now. That's yeah. right. It was they're American. Yeah. yeah. American Conference Media Days. And and there was Tom Herman at the podium. They had a five and seven locker room, so they locked it up and players had to earn it back. Yeah. yeah I'm like, you know, I, I quote tweeted it and said, you know, we'll hear. I'm sure stories of players drinking lukewarm water through a hose and you know eating charred hot dogs are not too far behind. The scrambled eggs where the eggs were runny. That eggs kind of were thing. runny. Yeah, and somebody mentioned drinking water out of socks after that was a deal. I, I would bet in the current climate, given what's coming down, not just about the hazing in Northwestern, but also programmatically or, or uh, cultural things done wrong with programs. And yeah. We're starting to hear more of that spike up. Maybe some of that gets dialed back a little. It probably should, you know, and because the, the payoff, he talked to guys that were on the 2017 team. They're, mm-hmm. you know, they're thinking the whole time, well, I mean, we're doing all this in the offseason. I mean, the results got to be there, right? The right. payoff's got to be there. And then, sure it is. It's the Alamo Bowl. And then mm-hmm. when that Maryland game happened, I, there were quite a few guys on that team, and I, I don't think it's a stretch that I think most people can identify who those guys were. They were like, dude, I'm just going to just do my time, do the best I can, and Clock out. get out of here the first opportunity I get. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, to the Specs text line. But you know what? It, real quick, though, I think Tom Herman, his indelible, and this might be the last time I get to address Tom Herman on these airways, I think his indelible mark on this program, based on the feedback that that original tweet and my quote tweet got, it's the P chart. Yeah. It's the urine chart. That's going to be the. I mean, and good things happen. You know, yet Sam Ellinger's run happened under Tom Herman. I mean, mm-hmm. Bijan Robinson got in the program under Tom Herman. Jordan Whittington. Yeah, a lot of lot of good things. You know, finished in the top ten one year, won a won a New Year's Six game. But I think at the end of the day, what a lot of fans are going to remember Tom Herman for is the urine chart, championship what? level hydration. I was a bad team. I was a selfish teammate the other day. I had nothing but tea all day. So. Wow. Yeah, I remember when uh, when I would was going over to uh, his – well, I was going over to the players' lounge for meeting with the coordinators. Mm-hmm. So I was headed over there to visit with Todd Orlando, I think, uh, and uh, and I had to go number one. <laughs> so I go into the players' lounge, and there, as I stand at the urinal, I look up, and there's the P chart. Yep. And it's looking blah, blah, blah. And the last one, I think, where it's really dark is like it says something like, you are a bad guy. Yeah. Or something like that. Because the, the one you had, the you are a bad teammate, is like the next to worst, I think. And it, and it, what it, you are is, a, uh, the very bottom one is going to be, hold on, let's pull this I up. I want to say it's something like, you're, you are a bad guy or something like that. Why is it not coming? Why is it not pulling up for me? Hold on. There we go. Uh, yeah, you're a, you are a bad guy with four yeah. exclamation yeah, points. Yeah, that was it, right? Yeah, and, but 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 look at the color of it on there. Yeah, it, I know. It looks I, like Coca Cola. I was so if I and, and so I'm standing at the urinal, and I look up and I see the sign and I'm reading the scale, and I look down to the bottom where it says you are a bad guy, and then you know what automatically happens? You look down at your own. You want to see what yours yeah. looks like because if the chart says that's a bad guy, are you a bad guy? What does your deal look like? I happened to look down. I took a look and I thought, okay, I'm not a bad guy. I'm, you know, need to work on it a little bit or something like that. I don't know, but it was it was okay. But then I get, gave it some more thought and I thought, 
If it's the color of what they're about, you're a bad guy. Dude, you you don't need hydration. You need to go see a doctor exactly. immediately. I looked at that deal and I thought, it's not that you're a bad guy. It's you're in bad shape, yeah, man. You might be on the verge of kidney failure. Yeah. Like, go get you an IV. Yeah. Never mind visiting with the training staff. You better get to the clinic. I I never asked Tom Herman, Yancey McKnight, or anybody over there, because for for that color to exist on the pee chart, yeah. there had to have been a player who got sick that their pee was that color. Yeah. They had to have come across I mean, that somebody. looks like Dr. Pepper. Yeah. It's not good. Your, your pee should not be a darker shade of orange than the uniform. There you go. <laughs> There you, know you what I'm go. I know. I know. We always get this controversy about what shade is the right shade of burnt orange. I'm telling you, the bottom, the bottom color on the P chart is closer than I've seen some Texas uniforms over the years. Yeah, to be in the right shade of burnt orange. Uh, listen, you know, it, it's it, like I said. That's 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 a scary thought. If it was if it was like that, the color, by the way, officially is Pantone 159. Yes. That's the shade of burnt orange. Pantone 159. Look it up if you need the true burnt orange color. It's Pantone 159. As uh, this, this texture pointed out, cramps weren't really a big issue under Tom Herman. Mm-mm. Maybe maybe Ed Orgeron needed a peach chart for that LSU game back in 19. I guess. It's, uh, Stoner says, Herman did not do a bad job at Texas. He was a bridge to a bigger and better time. Not a dead end to nowhere. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> uh, uh, and... Uh, Used to joke that I love UT so much, I pee burn orange. No, dude, if you're peeing burn orange, you're a bad the, guy. Go to the nearest medical facility. <laughs> um, get your kidneys checked. So you were in the selfish teammate category. I'll, the other day, I was a selfish teammate. Okay, yeah. okay. I drank nothing but half sweet, half unsweet tea all day. But at least you weren't to the blatant disregard for your teammates. Uh, you are headed to Area 51. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Uh, there on that. So yeah. So, so there you go. Man, how many times is ESPN going to show this Joe Burrow calf injury this morning? Uh, enough. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, an, another. It's, like it's a Pruder film. Let's look at it from this angle. <laughs> uh, Longhorn Bear with the back into the left. Uh, Longhorn Bear on the Specs tag line says, "My two brothers and I, two years apart." In 1978, we lived near the railroad tracks and tried 10 to 20 times to get coins flattened on the tracks by the freight trains that passed every three hours. We stood about 20 feet away to watch. The last time we tried, the coin was thrown into my forehead and I had to get five stitches. And then we were all grounded for a week. That's a perfect example we're talking about. About, you know, dumb stuff, stupid stuff that you did. Uh, So so there we are. Uh, Okay. Hey, somebody else says, Brian from Georgia weighing in here. Having lived in Austin for 20 years and now in a small town in Georgia, I can say without question, HEB is the best grocery chain in America. Damn right second ain't close. Damn right it is. So there you go. I was just in HEB about 10 o'clock last night. There. Picking up some medication and some what's, what's your HEB of choice now? Well, they opened the new one now yeah. in Georgetown. The old, the, the, the one that was the, the storefront. For the food land and what's eating Gilbert Grape, I see is finally closed. Yeah, that was a shame. The, that was the one that many people referred to as Ghetto H E B. No, that's that that used to be my H E B way back when. Yeah, uh, they used to have the Video Central in there, go yeah. in there and rent Tecmo Super Bowl. Yeah. We yeah. used that one a lot. The, the home one because it was closer to us was the one at D B Wood and and Williams Drive, but the new one is open there across the freeway on University Drive. Mm-hmm. And so we got across from Wolf Ranch. Yeah. And uh, so we like it. But but I was in the D.B. Wood location last night. 
So, yeah, it's we still use both of those. And I still patronize. I was just there the other day. I patronized the Randalls up there across from Sun City. I do that. I, and that's so random that there's just a Randalls out and there. And it's a beautiful Randalls. I almost sounded it Australian. It looks like it. Beautiful <laughs> Randalls. You go in there and they got great stuff. Anyway, it was, yeah, it's, it's a nice one. All right. Uh, Coming up, we'll have our second hour Longhorn Notebook. Also, some flex- basketball because remember I told you where yep. I was Wednesday. I so. know, I know. So that's coming up as well as a Flex Thirty update. But what's coming up right now? Be caller number four, fourth caller. If you want to win a copy of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, that's right. We're doing two today, two. So be caller number four at five one two four four seven three seven seven six to win a copy of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine from the Horn. Craig Way and Jeff Howe, Light the Tower. Here's one of my Mount Rushmore lead vocalists in a rock band or in a band, Roger Daltrey. Who? There, still at it. Uh, here on this uh, Friday afternoon, and uh, it is uh, Craig and Jeff, and uh, Jeff's got one more edition of this program. That'll be a Monday, and then I'll be here for the final day of it on Tuesday uh, on that uh, right now, however, let's uh, first before we get to uh, the uh, notebook, let's uh, get to our uh, Flex Thirty update for today. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex Thirty is brought to you by. Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit BrainVault.com and join the movement. All right, because of uh, the way the program broke down yesterday, I didn't have time to run down. This is preseason all flex watch list. Running backs, I'm going to do those and uh, then the quarterbacks. The running backs uh, on the list. Jack Kaiser from Westlake, Nico Hamilton from Lake Travis, Noah Long from Liberty Hill, Andrew Petter from Georgetown, uh, DJ Dugar from uh, from uh, Glenn, and Justin Cannon from Rouse. Okay, those were all that. Receivers yesterday, Miles Coleman of Vandegrift makes perfect sense, Adrian Wilson of Weiss, Alex Green from Hutto, Kyle Cook from Dripping Springs, Jay Skoglin, tight end wide out, and we heard when uh, Drew Sanders was on uh, a couple of days ago, he's talked about him being his tight end ed small from anderson uh sam self uh as as well uh let's see fatuma kuba from lbj uh trent johnson from rouse and grant jones from burnett uh sam self obviously from lake travis and then uh today was quarterbacks here and again this is preseason watch list it's not the final team obviously it'll go through the course of the season but here's the ones on your watch list will hammond from hutto Make the Texas Tech. Yep. Uh, Mason Cochran from Round Rock. Noah Boris from Georgetown. Cody Stover, who was on the All-Flex team last year at Wimberley. Cameron Dickey from Crockett. Deuce Adams, Michael Adams' son, the quarterback at Vandegrift. Paxton Land from Westlake. Caden Leone from Lake Travis. And Ashton Dickens from Lockhart. A guy who uh, ran for over 2,000 yards and 30 touchdowns, and threw for about 1,108 more. So there it is. There is your all your preseason all-flex watch list, the running backs, the receivers, and the quarterbacks. 
So there it is. All right. Uh, from that, we transition straight on in to our Longhorn Notebook for the second hour. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. So we talked about the two tidbits at Horns 24-7, the Gary Patterson tidbit that we'll find out in the next few days if he'll be back on Steve Sarkeesian's staff or if he's just content with life away from football for a little bit. I think the key for him, Craig, if he's going to get back into it, I think this position is perfect for him because, again, as long as he's not a full-time coach, he has to be, I think it's five years removed from right. coaching to be eligible for the College Football Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And he, he has all the credentials, and he'll be there at some point. That's a really big deal to him to be this in the College Football Hall of Fame. This would be year number three. Yeah. So it's a really big deal for him to be in the College Football Hall of Fame. So you know, there's that. And then the Quinn Ewers tidbit we talked about where, you know, telling the Tory Beckton that, hey, we were in 10 gasters, but 12 games, let's run two more. Yeah. Nobody objected. This, I think it's just awesome leadership from QB1. One more football tidbit before we get to basketball, okay. though, uh, from my colleague Hank South at, 20, at uh, Horns 24-7. One thing he mentioned that's a takeaway from the Texas Bash pool party yesterday. Uh, I'll read this verbatim from Hank's post on the site. said, almost every visitor we talked to raved about the player-led practice. There was a player-led practice on campus yesterday. The pace, the leadership, the talent on display. Sounds like it was a huge hit for the guys on campus. And Hank said, just wanted to pass that along from our interviews yesterday. So what, whether it's Mac Brown, Craig, any coach you've ever been around, when they're talking about the best teams they've ever had, what are the, what are the, what's the one thing the best teams those coaches have ever coached have in common? And they all say that they're player-led. Player-led. It's player-led. And that's what Sark has this year with player leadership. And, again, you have a really, a really big leadership void with the loss of Roshan Johnson. But it's not and, – and I we talked to Jordan Whittington about this at Big 12 Media Days, Craig. You and I did, and then I talked to him about it one-on-one a little bit. It's not so much filling the void of Roshan's leadership that's gone because not everybody can lead the way he did. Similar to the Quinn Ewers tidbit, it's guys figuring out how can I best lead, how can I best motivate guys, how can I best positively impact this team. And it seems like whether it's their voice, their actions, whatever it is, guys are really finding themselves. You're veteran guys that you need to step up. They're finding themselves as leaders. As leaders. So I think that is huge uh, as we sit here less than a week away from the start of, uh, of preseason practice on the 40 acres. I think that's huge. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... I spent some time Wednesday over at the basketball facility with Rodney Terry, uh, just chopping it up, and, and you can get more of this at Hornets 24-7 in the coming days. Uh, by the way, good, cho- good chat with David Pierce. Yeah, um, it was good, good stuff. And I talked, to, I talked to Coach uh, a couple of weeks ago at coaching school. He got a big kick out of that when I brought up the fact that you asked him the, the first question. <laughs> There's a panel discussion. It was great discussion going on with him and Gary Kubiak. Yeah, the Gary Kubiak, his brother-in-law. Yeah. And Jeff pops right up with staff change, and I hadn't seen him since the staff changes were made. That. We we got to talk about THS, but no, I, I like Coach Pierce a lot. Um, but no, so I did, did something similar with Rodney Terry on Wednesday. I think one big thing, Craig, this isn't out because the non conference schedule isn't out. But I was told you can go ahead and, and put this out there, December sixteenth. That's going to be the day of the LSU game. At Toyota Center, that neutral site game against LSU is going to be on December 16th. Yeah. Which leads me to believe that that Pac 12 bit probably won't happen this year because the last two years, 
the Vegas game against Stanford and the one in Dallas last year. It was kind of around that same time, like a week to ten days before Plus, Christmas. it's two games in New York and not one yeah, this so, year. So I'd say you're right yeah, from what I understand. Probably not well. going to be. So you look at your non-conference schedule, you've got that neutral site game. You've got the two games at the Garden. Again, Louisville, Indiana, UConn. It's going to be two of those three mm-hmm. that you'll play in the uh, the uh, – it's an Empire Classic. I keep mm-hmm. wanting to call it the 2K Classic. That's right. The 2K Classic forever. Uh, in the Empire Classic. And then you've got uh, the Big East Big 12 battle taking on Shaka at their place up in Milwaukee. We're taking on Marquette. Yeah, and and that's, what, early December, I think that one is? Yeah. Date's already been set for that one. Yeah, yeah I was I was trying to remember. Uh, uh, it's December 6th. Yeah. It's December 6th on that deal. It's November 19th and 20th for the Empire Classic. Right. And remember, basketball fans, no Big 12 SEC challenge this year. Last year was the last year for that. So... Just a couple of things from Rodney Terry. The Devin Pryor news came out yesterday, and actually right when I sat down with RT, he just heard from that he had been through the – Devin Pryor had been through the clearinghouse, the paperwork mm-hmm. had cleared. Uh, he's going to be a developmental take for this staff just from the standpoint of he, he had really – Devin Pryor's plan was to go to go to prep school and kind of develop there. Well, when they the staff found out that he had enough credits to, to graduate – and to go ahead and enroll for the fall semester, they said, "Hey, why don't you just do, you know spend your developmental year here?" So he's going to redshirt. Uh, he will be with uh, Corey Schlesinger and the strength staff. He'll be you know on the basically, for lack of a better term, the practice squad. You won't see him this year, but you've got a six-seven forward who's going to be spending a full year getting developed. Here's an interesting Corey Schlesinger takeaway: not the former Nebraska fullback, but yeah. your, new, your new strength coach who was last with the Phoenix Suns in the NBA, and he was with the Phoenix Suns where he worked with Kevin Durant. We know KD comes back to campus anytime he can. Sure. And when he was back this summer, RT said he got some one-on-one time with KD. He said, tell me about Corey. You know, you worked with him. Tell me about the guy I just hired. And Kevin Durant's words on Corey Schlesinger was, best strength coach I've worked with in the last 15 years. Wow. So basically since Kevin Durant left Texas and was no longer under the wing of Todd Wright, Corey Schlesinger is the best he's worked with. So that's the kind of guy you've got developing talent on the 40 acres now. So – I think that was a really good hire for Rodney Terry. We we talked a little bit about staff makeup. Uh, it, just in terms of he's got guys that he trusts. Craig, we talked about it during the season. Just the trust factor he had with Bob Donawal and Steve McClain. You know, Coach Donawal, now he's gone. He's at Ole Miss with Chris Beard. But you got another guy with head coaching experience and Frank Haith. Those guys have worked together before. Uh, and then you've got a young guy and, uh, and Brandon Chapel on the staff, too, who's, you know, we were talking about Brandon a little bit, and, and RT said, you know, he's he's – and I think this happens. He said, "I think this happens with younger coaches. You develop a reputation as a recruiter, and people think that that's all you are." Uh, but with Brandon, he said, "Brandon's really come a long way in terms of X's and O's and being able to help them out in, in during in-game situations, in practice, whatever it is." So he likes the staff they put together. And then we're talking about just building a roster, and he does feel like this year's team they've got a really good balance of. Guys that they know are going to be here for a year, or whether that's they don't have any eligibility left, or in the case of like Tyrese Hunter, Dylan Mitchell, guys that you figure you need to treat this like their senior year because they're mm-hmm. probably not going to be back after right. this year. It's probably going to be their last run. He feels like they've got a good mix of those guys and then some younger developmental type guys. Whether it's I think you could still put Alex and Amekwe in that mm-hmm. group. Uh, Chris Johnson is probably in that group. Uh, you know, Ithiel Horton, the, the new, the, the last grad, the last 
portal transfer that they got. Uh, he's a one-year guy, but uh, Devin Pryor's a guy that we just mentioned. I think he's in that group. So uh, you got to—he feels like they've got a nice mix of as at least as much as you can in the transfer portal era, the era of one-time transfer. As good a mix as you can of high-end veteran guys that you know are going to be here for a year, mixed with guys that you feel like are going to be around for a little bit. So, in terms of the roster, Craig and Ian, I kind of joked about this. I'm like. I mean, honestly, the way you needed it to play out is exactly the way it played out, where you got your top two portal targets, Caden Shedrick and, uh, and Max Asmus. You got a couple, you know, guys that are going to be in backup roles in, uh, Zarek and Yemma and Kendall Weaver, who are, mm-hmm. you hope the following year are going to play bigger roles for you. Uh, you got a high school guy in Chris Johnson, who you wanted to add a high school guy with some upside. And then one thing that really struck me too, he said Chris Johnson's, different from the other guards that they have you know kind of a thicker more physical guy can get down and defend uh pretty good so you'll see chris johnson on the floor this Mm -hmm. year uh and and then uh you added they really wanted a shooter and they got that with ethiel horton so i think if you asked rodney terry at the start of this hey what do you want your roster to look like i think he would take exactly what it looks like right now and, and be really happy with it so he likes the roster setup i got a chance to hang out in the uh the new facility over there. Take take a look at the practice court. Beautiful. Have you you've been over there, Craig? Haven't yep. you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. The men's practice court is beautiful because if you're if you're up on the uh, the balcony now where the coaches' offices are, you look out that window and you're overlook. You're looking at the stadium, mm-hmm. the football stadium, and it's it's just a really nice view. I love what they've done with that facility. And uh, you know, I asked RT. I said, "Have you had a chance to slow down?" He said, "No." He said, "You just get used to it after a while. That this is this is the way of life. Being the head coach." At Texas, this is just the way it's going to be every day. Uh, he's actually made it a point to get some of the Texas high school coaches back around campus and then let them in the door, let them know it's an open-door policy. So that's been a really big push of his. Chris Ogden has been really big in terms of helping with that as well. As so, the general manager. Yes, getting back into that role. So uh, all told, things are things are going really good. There's a really good vibe when you walk into the basketball facility. At Texas right now. So, again, well, I'll have more on that at Horns 24-7 in the, the coming days and weeks. But uh, Rodney Terry feels really good about where they are right now. I think also the other things I'd heard with regard to non-conference, we mentioned all the the main ones, the the, the high-profile ones like uh, the – you know the Marquette game and the trip to New York and the LSU game. Those are really going to be the the, the headliners. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll have, you as you would imagine, they'll have some in-state – Non-conference, but I think A&M, Corpus Christi, uh, Houston Christian, Rice. I think Texas State is coming back on as well Good for a non-conference. Good. So I, th- I think those would all wrap in. Then there will be a couple other ones that are outside the state that it just worked out to be a bye game, that sort of thing. And those will be on there too. But obviously the schedule will be released when they get everything in place for that. Yeah. Um, the other thing, too, if you look at how it set up last year where they did the exhibition against Arkansas yeah. and then did the close scrimmage with Houston, yeah. that would work out great this year. The problem is Houston is a conference opponent now, so so no close scrimmage with Houston. Yeah. still Probably what you'll end up seeing, I think, is, is a close scrimmage against a Power 5 team. I mean, look, Houston worked out great. The problem now is not only their conference opponent – it's going to be really hard to find a close scrimmage with an opponent the caliber of Houston. Yeah. Uh, so I think you'll see them try to, you know, schedule somebody in the Power Five uh, for a close scrimmage and then probably go back to somewhat like the scrimmage with uh, the exhibition with Texas Lutheran two years ago. Yep. I think you'll see your exhibition will be something like that. It won't be like, hey, let's bring 
Well, remember Tim, they had the one with Arkansas, right? Yeah. So they'll, but they'll do. I think the exhibition will be. It'll the open exhibition will be right. against like uh, a lower level Division One or Division Two team, and they'll keep the Power Five competition yeah. for for the club scrimmage. All right. Maybe they will do a close scrimmage with Arkansas. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we'll be back to wrap up uh, this week. Our final Friday edition of Light the Tower on the Horn. Light the Tower. To lead a better life, I need my Maybe it's apropos that um, our final return cut should be here, there, and everywhere because, you know, the man you know from Horns 24-7, you also know him as a father. Mm -hmm. So here's Jeff House sitting with Charlotte, and she's here, there, and everywhere quite often in your life, correct? You want to say hi to Mr. Craig? Hi, Mr. Craig. Hi, Charlotte. Have you had fun today? Uh Uh-huh. Well, that's good. What have you been watching on the tablet? Um, what show were you watching? Were you watching Rapunzel again? Yeah, you can say it. The short Rapunzel. That's your favorite? The short Rapunzel. The short Rapunzel and the Kitty Dale. Yeah, the the Super Kitties. She was oh, watching wow. Super Kitties. Oh, yeah. well, that's cool. That's cool. I'm playing some games. So. That's <laughs> yeah. good stuff. And she's sporting a Luka Doncic t-shirt, yes. too. Tell everybody you're wearing your Luka shirt. I'm wearing my Luka shirt. Yeah, got the Luca shirt working. <laughs> Love so that, you, bud. That, that's pretty cool. She's done. So good to have uh, Charlotte today. Uh, okay, so Jeff has one more day on this program. I have yeah. two more afterwards. You'll be your money, and then, of course, Tuesday you're over there on campus uh, for the football availability. Yes, I just need to say this, too. We've we had fun today, but that was pretty emotional before we started today, saying about a Bucky Godbolt. And yeah. he's one of the people, Craig, you're in this group, too. I owe him a lot for my time in radio and as long as i've gotten to do it bucky taught me a lot over at the zone we like i said we did a post game show together uh, mm-hmm. for one season so it's really emotional day to day but and i'm sure it'll be that way monday and tuesday but uh thank you to the listeners so much this is our last friday show and, and we wouldn't have had this many fridays if it wasn't for for you the listener yeah so thank you so much yeah absolutely um so uh a hey, uh quick uh, nuts and bolts question j-dub saying when are they going to break ground on the new indoor football facility that i believe uh, i want to say that's next spring i think off the top of my head that sounds right next okay. spring maybe all right all right uh so we're going to uh wrap up for today and uh then i'll be back on monday jeff will be back on monday it'll be our final show together uh for the person who said where are y'all headed go you can do it on twitter <laughs> or go to hornfm.com for the it's not just me and jeff it's everything <laughs> i'm i'm out i'm yeah. <laughs> monday's my last day i'm, and, and tuesday, I'm headed nowhere <laughs> and tuesday's my final day and but you'll be able to see in bucky's last day was today you'll be able to you, you go there you yeah. you'll be able to see i'll still be on horse 24 7 longhorn blitz podcast is yeah. still going so. hey by the way jack did we do we have a winner on that second copy of dave campbell's texas football magazine yes 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 we do uh-huh. let me pull that up 
to give the man his shout-out, Mr. Kelly Duvall. All right, Kelly, congrats on that. Uh, We'll uh, give away another one when we come back Monday for Happy Jack Farrell, our man behind the glass, and for my co-host, Jeff Howell. I'm Craig Way. We thank you for joining us. Stay tuned. Chad is coming up. Zay is out today. Chad will be joined by Ty Henderson and also Jacob Standard. So they're coming up next. Until next time, thanks for joining us. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you Monday morning for Light the Tower. For the biggest score of the game at Specs, the fun starts.